0: All right, who wanted to keep watching the movie? How many people are pumped for Wonder Woman Day if you're? If you're excited, give me a give me an X. Wonder Woman. All right, all right. Come on, you guys didn't get that excited, right give me an X. Let's go. Well, good morning, Project Church. Wonder Woman is the movie that we're talking about, and we've been in the middle of a series at the movies, Project at the Movies, and we're pulling out the truths that God speaks to us. All truth is God's truth, right? All truth is God's truth, so we can find truths in films that we watch, and today we're going to be talking about Wonder Woman and pulling out truths. And here's the thing, I got really excited about picking clips, and everything in me, which. Wanted to show you the clips following this, which is when all the chicks come on and the on the horses, and then they like. How many people have seen the movie? I mean, it was so good. But then my husband said we can't watch three minutes of pure violence in church. So, um, but girls, but girls. Part of the reason why this is for ladies first, but don't worry, it's not just a just a ladies' conversation today. But ladies, the reason why I wanted you to watch that clip was because next Saturday we're going to be doing what those girls are doing. We're going to gather up as God's daughters, as his princesses, as his warrior princesses. Go ahead and laugh at that. And we're going to come and wage war against the enemy. The enemy and this world has devalued women for far too long. And this isn't just a trendy, sexy thing that's been happening where it's like women are trying to be like, oh, girl power. And like, oh, we're all about equality. This isn't a thing. This is a kingdom thing. And the kingdom of God needs the women to see themselves as valued once and for all. Amen? So if you want to be a part of a gathering of a company of women who value themselves because they know who they belong to, then you need to come next Saturday to Fashion from 10 to 5 p.m. Get your tickets in the lobby. And you may have an opportunity to win some tickets after this, okay? I'm just saying, okay? But we are going to gather and we are waging war against the enemy of our souls. Because here's the thing. There is an enemy against us, just like you saw here where the Germans were coming in. They ran into Mascara. And all these Amazonian women, Amazon women, they have been pretty comfortable and they've been pretty safe and they've been pretty protected and maybe a little unaware of the enemy, in the rest of this world. And I want you to know right now that men and women, doesn't matter if you're a male or female, there's an enemy against your soul and is wanting to take you out. So today we are waging war on the enemy of your identity. We are men and women of God. We are daughters and sons of the most high God and we need to start stepping into that calling, stepping into the purposes that he has for his kingdom to rise up to rise up and rescue the lost. So this morning, we're waging war on the enemy. And man, if Pastor Caleb had let me, I would have shown some more (laughs) pseudo-violent, you know, clips. (laughs) But here's the thing. I think sometimes we get all too concerned about making it in this life. We get all too concerned about how am I going to get to retirement comfortably? How am I going to raise kids who are protected and full of peace and just happy? How are we we just going to get to the place where I can get enough savings in my bank account and enough in my checking so I can just enjoy life? And I feel like we're sometimes unaware of the attacks of the enemy. They're subtle. Sometimes we're unaware and we don't really know if we want to wage war. I mean, some people are like, yeah, girl power, what is that going to require of me? What kind of sacrifices am I going to make? What kind of hurts and pains am I going to go through in this battle? But I'm telling you, Ephesians 6 didn't tell us to put on the full armor of God if we weren't about to go into battle. He's asked us to be his warriors. I tell my kids almost every night, you're a warrior of God. You're a mighty warrior of God. Anybody ask Kai or Canaan or Charlie and just say, you're a mighty what? A mighty what? And they will tell you they're a mighty warrior of God. I'm raising up warriors for the kingdom because there are way too many people who are lost and hurting and causing pain, and it's only because they don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know who they can be. They don't know what their purposes are that they are supposed to be fulfilling. So we need a wage war against the enemy of our identity. But here's the thing. If we can't recognize that there is a war out there, then I think the enemy would love for us to start having wars about the wrong things. We need to start recognizing that the enemy, Satan, the principalities of darkness, the darkness is the enemy. But sometimes we go into our workplace and our enemy is our coworker. Our enemy is our boss. And our enemy is, is keeping us from excelling in this life and having peace in this life. And it's, it's the people in our lives. It's our spouse. It's our spouse. If he could just get it, if she could just get it, if she could just be more patient. But guess what? The enemy is not the person. The enemy is saying, sometimes saying to to you, like, "Oh, fight that person, fight, fight this person, that person, maybe that person, or maybe that cause. Go after all those, those that those peep that people group. It's it's their problems. But here's what I think: I think the enemy's trying to, to get us to fight the wrong battle. When God's saying, the, the battle is against your identity. The enemy is attacking your identity, know who you are. Maybe you are supposed to stay in that marriage. Maybe you're supposed to become the person that you're supposed to be so you can help your spouse have a more, more peaceful relationship. Maybe you're supposed to become the person that he's called you to be so your workplace isn't so, so hectic, so that your marriage isn't so hard. Maybe we are supposed to be who we're supposed to be. Maybe we can be concerned about that and stop fighting the wrong battles. We need to get to the place where we recognize that there's an enemy who's after our identity. There are leaders in this place who have not risen up to be the leaders they're supposed to be. There are mothers and fathers who have not risen up to be the mothers and fathers that they are supposed to be in this place. There are daughters and sons of parents, broken relationships that you have not risen up to be the daughter and son you're supposed to be to your mother and father. There are some people in their positions of work who have not risen up to be the best nurse that they've ever been called to be, to be the best teacher that they've ever been called to be, to be the best engineer that they've ever been called to be because there's a war against your enemy. The enemy's trying to steal, kill, and destroy everything he's called you to be. So there's a war against our identity. But here's the great thing. I was pretty intense there, right? You guys, you guys ready? <laughs> pretty intense. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The good thing is one of our blueprints and the core, core values of Project Church is that we're a project. We're a project. That's our identity. We're all a work in progress. So we have time to figure this out. Not too much time. I mean, you know, our life is but a vapor, but a mist, right? But I'm just saying, have grace on yourselves but I hope you sense the urgency that I am feeling this morning. There's this world that needs to know Christ. There's this world that needs to experience the tangible love of Christ that breaks chains in their lives, that pulls them out of the pits of darkness in their lives. And we've got to understand who God created us to be. But don't worry, we're, we're a project. We're all a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. But if the cool thing is, is that God created us. So we can just look to God for our identity. We don't have to worry so much about the enemy because here's the thing, the enemy can't create anything. The enemy didn't create us. So what has been created, all he can do to it is distort it, try to destroy it, and pervert it. That's all the enemy can really do. So we don't have to keep our eyes on what we're not and what he's telling us that we are. And and we don't have to focus on these lies and, you know, the lies. We have to just focus our attention on who God says that we are. Because he's the one who created us. Don't fight the wrong battle. Fight the right battle and look to the one who has the solution. He created us. So if you want to find out what your identity is, it's not going to be found in this world. You're going to be left empty. You're going to be left desolate. You're going to be left wanting more. It is never enough. But when we look to our creator, we'll be satisfied in who he created us to be. The enemy is trying to erase our identity. And he's trying to keep us from knowing what our identity is. And to be honest, it's not just um, the enemy comes in different forms, right? I think that the enemy can come in the form of opinions. Somebody say amen. I love when I hear the A's and the amens. Come on, just help me this morning. Opinions of other people, whether it's your parents from when you were younger, some of your peer groups, or maybe even your partner in marriage, or your partner in the business. Those opinions of others sometimes are a way that the enemy tries to keep us from knowing our identity. Other things, hurts and pains. Now, pain can help bring us to Christ if we draw near, but sometimes hurts and pains can leave us bitter and resentful. That's just going to cloud up the mirror of who you are, seeing yourself for who you are, hurts and pains. And I want, you to, I want you to know, I want you to take note of this, that the opinions of others and the hurts that they bring us can really keep us from our identity. Watch this clip here as Wonder Woman talks to her mom. All right, well, in that clip, obviously, um, Wonder Woman, or Diana, she feels like she's supposed to go and help fight this war, this grandiose war that Ares has brought upon humanity, right? And her mom knows that she's supposed to do what she feels like she's supposed to do, but still, did you hear those little jabs in there? Where it's just kind of like underhanded, like, Yes, uh, yes, go, but you're my greatest, pretty much, disappointment. You know, like, how many people know that sometimes the people who are closest to us can say things that will deter us from our identity, and oftentimes our identity is tied to our purpose. So those comments and those hurtful things and those opinions of others can detract us. But I want you to take from the example from Wonder Woman that she went anyways. But did she go mad and in a huff and in a snuff and in a puff? No, she went and took and was blessed by what her mother had given her and said, I'm still going to go. And I think some of us need to take note of that. I mean, I know personally that there was a recent instance in my life where someone close to me had an opinion about me. And the opinion kind of hurt my feelings. And everything in me pretty much like punished that individual like in a very passive way. Punished the individual for the way that, for the opinion that they had about me. And then I realized the enemy was saying, hello. The problem isn't what she said. The problem is that are you sure of what you're called to do? And if that opinion is going to take you away from it, maybe you're not so sure anymore. And I realized, okay, that person may have that opinion and, may, and it may have hurt my feelings. And I don't even think it was, it was, they were trying to be hurtful at all towards me. It was just the way that I was taking that comment. And so what did I learn from that? No matter how close the person is to you, like no matter what an opinion is of that person, and no matter what you're thinking of yourself at that time, you need to get to the place where you're sure of what God's called you to do because of who he created you to be, and you just need to walk in it. But don't walk off angrily. Walk off with honor. So that, my first question this morning was, how is the enemy keeping you from, your, from knowing your identity? And that's through opinions and hurts and pains. But we need to just be sure of what God's called us to do and keep moving forward. But my next question this morning that will really help us um, engage in this war is how do we engage war on the enemy? And I think it's so interesting that we chose Wonder Woman for this because she stands for what? Truth and justice, right? If you know anything about Wonder Woman, those are two things that she stands for. And what's cool is that she actually... This was like an origin series, so you're figuring out who she is and why she does what she does in the later movies that we've seen, you know. And so I think it's really great and really interesting to understand that even in the midst of war, Diana, Wonder Woman, is learning who she is in the midst of war. Sometimes we get to the place where we're like, let me just figure out who I am before I engage in anything, before I go to church, before i have in relationships or friendships with anybody. Let me just figure out who I am and, blah, blah, and get so self-focused. But I really think that the enemy would want you to do life alone and, and like isolated from any possibility of warfare. But I'm going to tell you this right now, that you're just going to have a whole world of internal warfare if you don't engage with other people. But you can figure out what your identity is in the middle of a war. Just get out there look at she she doesn 't know exactly who she was she didn 't know that she was the god killer that 's a spoiler alert maybe but she was um, um she didn't know everything that she was, but she went ahead and said she was compelled. By truth and justice, the truth that there were people hurting out there, and the justice that it was not fair that it was happening to the humanity. She knew she had to do something. She didn't know everything about herself, but we need to just continue to move forward. So that was just a side note. But how do we wage war on the enemy? I think we need to do what Wonder Woman does. We need to stand for truth and stand for justice. Truth, number one, is know who you are. And where does who we know how do we find out where who we are? We find it in the scriptures, right? We find it in the word of God. But I was thinking recently, um, Canaan the other day, he started playing basketball. This is my oldest son. He's six years old. He started, he's not playing basketball. He's playing baseball right now um, where they're pitching. He's not hitting off the tee anymore. And um, he's like the youngest. He's the only kindergartner in his, on his team, and there's first and second graders on the team. And he realized that he wasn't as... Um, proficient in catching the ball in his glove. And he saw some of the other kids were kind of getting it a little better than him. And so I would he would come home after a game and just be like, I, I'm so bad at I'm so I'm so bad at catching. And I'm like, no you're not, buddy. No you're not. He's like, yes, I am. Everybody else can catch. I can't catch. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? I actually have a video of you catching your little wobbing up, so it's like a little ball. You're wobbing up, and you were only 18 months old. You were 18 months old, and so before you could even talk, you could catch it with your hands, not against your body. I was pretty impressed myself. He caught it with his hands and his hands only, and, and it, it, it dawned on me that he thought he couldn't, but when I told him the truth of what he was when he was 18 months old and that he could, all of a sudden hey, mommy, watch this. I can catch this. I'm really good at catching, aren't I? And his dialogue just totally changed when we started to remind him when you're 18 months old, maybe even younger, guys. I'm I'm not even kidding. He could catch with his two hands, and it changed his perspective. And that's what happens when we go into the word of God, the one who scripted the word, the one who created us. When he starts telling us who we are, we kind of are like, oh, yes, I am a daughter of the king. Oh, yeah, I am a son of the king. Oh, yeah, I am called to do greater things than Jesus in his name. We need to remind ourselves what the truth is in the word. And I love, this is probably my favorite scripture, and this is going to be kind of the the anchor of this message, but 1 Peter 2.9 says this, "'But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light.'" Once you were not people, but now you are God's people. Once you have not had mercy, but now you have received mercy. That is who we are. You are chosen by God himself. That says that we are accepted by Christ. That's who I am in Christ. It says you are a holy nation, a people belonging to God. That means if we're holy, we are set apart and we are valuable. We are special. We are valuable. I am accepted, and I am valuable. That should change the way we behave in this world when we know that we're accepted, that we have no condemnation, we don't have any reason to hold on to shame or guilt anymore, and we are valuable. We don't have to walk around thinking that we can't because we can. We matter to God, and what he's placed you on this earth for, you matter. You matter. You are made to do what you are placed in today. This is who we are in Christ. We need to start seeing ourselves that way. We need to start accepting ourselves the same way we sometimes accept others more easily. So number one, truth. Know yourself. Know who you are. That's how we're going to win this war or we're going to wage war on the enemy. And number two, stand for justice. Justice. Do what is right. Do what you are compelled. Stand up for the right things on this earth. Don't just do right. Stand up for Right say something, do something, do something for the the orphan, do something for the widow, do something for the neglected, do something for the people who are ostracized, do something for the untouchables, do something for the people who are down and out. We are valuable, and so we have a place. We can pull them up. We can bring them in. We can include them. We can be those people. Stand up for justice in Jesus' name. You might be thinking, gosh, there's so many horrible things in this world. How can I stand up for justice? I'm telling you, if you just take a step of faith and say, I know who I am, and you, step, you take a step of faith, you'd be amazed how many more people will end up following you and start saying, oh, I can do it too. Oh, I'm valuable too. Oh, yeah, just watch Princess Diana one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> just watch what she does when she realizes that she's got to stand up for justice. I mean, how many people, seriously, makes you want to just go out in faith and say, hey, having your shield of faith up, the attacks start getting harder against you because I stepped out in faith. But listen, what happens when we go out in war and when we say we're going to wage war against the enemy, when we're going to do and be obedient to what God's called us to do, God will bring others alongside of you who are going to start shooting at the enemy, and will get your back. We'll go behind you. We'll protect you. I mean, I get emotional about this because this is all spiritual warfare, honey. It's not just violence. It's spiritual warfare, okay? (laughs) I'm telling you, we need to we need to wage war against the enemy by just doing what is right, standing up for justice, knowing who we are, stepping out in faith, and stepping out in faith is being obedient. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If we are not having faith and we are not walking in obedience, we are not pleasing our creator, and if we want to know who our creator is and who we are created to be, then we got to do what will please him. Love him, walk in obedience, step out in faith. That's how we're going to wage war against the enemy. And finally... How how do we win the war against the enemy? How do we win the war against the enemy? I got great news for you you guys. We've already won. Think about it. We've already won. What Jesus did on a cross has, has just set, set it up for us. He has the victory. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. We've already won. And so, what can we do, knowing that we've won? I I believe because there's still battles. There's still battles going on. But we need to step into our identity and the truth of who God is and what He's done for us, so that we can receive the victory that He's already given to us and handed to us. And how do we do that? We we stand in love. We stand in love. And you're like, come on, Chrissy. You tell me. Stand for truth. Stand for justice. Stand for love. Isn't this a battle? Shouldn't I be pursuing the enemy? But interestingly enough, if you search the word of God, a considerable amount more times do you see the word stand when it comes to battle. It doesn't say go pursue, go do that cool ninja trick or that cool, you know, what you're not doing these cool fight moves, you know, against the enemy. God says stand firm. Stand firm in righteousness. Stand firm for justice. Stand firm in love. Stand firm. And I believe that every single person in this place needs to stand up and stand firm in who God called you to be and who God wants you to be, what he wants you to do. We're called to stand. Stand in love. And remember how I was saying the enemy hasn't created anything right he can't create anything but what he wants to do is steal your identity he wants you to start thinking that i need to earn god's acceptance he wants you to start thinking that you don't matter that you're worthless that you should be full of shame but guess what if i stand in love if i stand in the knowledge of what god did the ultimate act of love on the cross then i've already won if we can stand in that truth and act based on that truth and think based on that truth, the cross is our identity. The cross is who we are. We are forgiven, not forsaken. We are who he says that we are. We're forgiven. We're children of God. So stand firm knowing this. I am loved. I am forgiven. And you know there's gonna be one more clip from Wonder Woman to really illustrate this because she beats the enemy in this, just like we are, okay? Go with me on this. Wonder Woman, last clip. I mean, come on, we can give a shout of praise for that. Never thought you'd be giving a shout of praise for a Wonder Woman clip, right? But here's the thing, God has saved us. He's already won, our identity is the cross. So we have an opportunity to receive the love that he's given us and once we receive that love, we don't just hold it in for ourselves, but we are able to forgive others. Did you see how that, the, the, the chick that, they, the guy was telling her to throw. <laughs> I can't think of the names. <laughs> the bad guy, the female guy, <laughs> I can't think of the names. <laughs> um, she was, she was pretty much the mastermind behind pretty, trying to kill off a whole huge group of people. And so the bad guy, Ares, was saying to Diana, kill her. Look, she's not worth saving. But when she recognized that, wait, a human himself risked his life and pulled every, like, he killed himself pretty much. He sacrificed himself, excuse me, he sacrificed himself so that Diana could save the rest of the world. And so that the, you have to watch it. (laughs) But here's the thing, the revelation that Jesus Christ, a human, who was human himself, would die on a cross for us because he knew what it was like to be human, he says to us that every single one of you are worth it. The cross is our identity. Our identity is in the cross. And Jesus loves us so much that he'll forgive us so that we can forgive others. And walk this life not deluded by what the opinions of this world is, not what our pain is telling us to feel and be. No, we're who we are in Christ. And we walk confidently and boldly in that alone. Let's bow our heads in this place.